changing your corner of the universe change the world? We think so. You've heard the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. But what does that look like? This is where we meet the people that are walking that out. One person, one idea, one decision at a time. Here's Baden and Rex. All right, welcome back to another episode of My Corner of the Universe. Today's episode is part three of the Matthew Trum interview. Matthew heads up treetoppermaculture.org and the campfirerestorationproject.org. If you haven't listened to part one and part two of his interview, I highly suggest going back and listen to those because they are great interviews in and of themselves. But we're going to pick up right where we left off from episode two. Enjoy. Yeah, so we... we uh... We ended up, um, you know, we became the first ecosystem restoration camp in the U.S. Um, and the, yeah, the first model for the camps that was uh, based in a disaster response sort of, um, you know, model and with a mobile, a mobile model. So um, on March 22nd, um, that so they postponed the council meeting to uh, the first California Ecosystem Restoration Council meeting to March 22nd, uh, which happened to be my birthday, which is awesome. really crazy too. And, um, and so we gathered in uh, Hollister, California at a place called Piceas Ranch. And it was a, it was a really amazing um, weekend experience. And, <clears throat> you know, I've been in a lot of these kinds of meetings and these kinds of uh, gatherings and stuff. And, um, you know, what I realized is that most likely there wasn't going to be any sort of action item. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of planning, a lot of talking and stuff. And so we got approached by, um, the Stanford university alumni, um, maybe, I don't know, three weeks before the council meeting. And they wanted to come out and help us do a bunch of work, um, send out volunteers and do a bunch of work uh, and support our project. And we also had got a call from a school up in uh, Megalia, who one of the ladies came to our, our, one of our community meetings um, that was part of the after school program there at Pine Ridge Elementary in Megalia. And she wanted to, um, you know, they wanted to put in a school garden and a demonstration site for the types of things that we were, we were doing. And she, she asked us, if that'd be something to do. And I, I just like, I kind of saw the two opportunities and the, and the council meeting coming up and I go, this is it. This is the first camp. This is what we're going to do. We're going to put in this garden for this school that's up in Megalia. That is one of two schools on the Ridge that is in session still that is completely surrounded by burnt out houses. And, you know, these kids go up there every single day through this whole burnt scar and they have to live through that. Amazing. And, um, my, is my connection okay? No. Yeah. You're good. Okay. And so I, I, I decided to, to make this, action item so when i came down to the council meeting and i i was a presenter there uh, about our project and me and john lou and uh this other gentleman michael um who had been doing some amazing permaculture work in africa and stuff and uh, 
And so I called out that day. I said, you know, well, we're going to, we got the first camp. So we made these, these like cards and gave them to everybody. April 26th, uh, we're having the first camp. We're going to put in this uh, demonstration site at the school and uh, got full support of the council. Um, ended up uh, being on one of the breakout groups that was in charge of camp infrastructure. And so I led that and we're, because I had a selfish motive. <laughs> and, uh, and so we were able to come up with a, a full list of what, because at this point, nobody knew what a camp actually was going to look like, you know, in California, in the United mm. States, you know, because it'd be different than it would right. be in Europe and it'd be different than Mexico. And, um, and so we were able to come up with that, you know, that, that structure there. And um, I got people that signed up to be um, leads um, for those different um, areas. And what we saw was we need things like composting toilets. Like what's the basic infrastructure, right, for a camp using, you know, these kinds of um, principles that we have. So we, we saw is like composting toilets, uh, a kitchen, you know, um, shower, uh, you know, place with people put their tents, obviously, um, shade, we need lighting, we need this and that, you know, so we made this, this list. And, um, and I got these leads for our camp. And uh, I came back home and I had a month, I had a month to put together this camp. And we found we had a location, which is a good friend of mine, uh, that have a permaculture, uh, you know, business here uh, in the area, they have a property between Orville and Chico, that wanted somewhere centralized, you know, to do it. And they have they have a, a, a really great property there, and um, and so we we got the site. And on April 26, we it, it all came together. We we were able to raise twenty thousand um, dollars wow. in a month, and we uh, and we were able to bring a hundred people together um, to the camp, and we created a we we built out a full mobile camp unit for a hundred people. So composting toilets, mobile kitchen, mobile tool um, truck, um, showers. Um, we got lighting. We 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 got a PA for sound. We got everything you'd ever need for a mobile camp in a month. <laughs> we were able to figure all that out, and um, we went up to Pine Ridge Elementary School, and we put in. We probably put ten thousand dollars into the school. We we built a garden. We uh, you know which they had this little tiny little area. Um, that had a, a low fence so the deer could just hop right in and eat everything um, and like a couple raised beds. So we, we built a new fence for it. We expanded the, um, the area for it. We built them a shed. We put in a, a benches. Um, we did har water harvesting swales. Um, we put in a food forest. We planted like 50 trees total. Um, we removed a bunch of toxic handrails that were around the school that had like cyanide, uh, in the, you know, the treatment of the, the handrails. Um, we rebuilt ramps going up to classrooms. Um, and we just worked together in community to make this happen. It was just like this major action day. We did all this stuff. We planted a ceremonial black Oak tree with the whole group, um, there to mark the date in history. Um, and it was just like, <laughs> It was the most emotional, like beautiful, wonderful thing. And everybody cried. And, um, every, and we had, you know, at the camp, we also had a healing uh, tent, you know, 
and we had we had massage therapists and and uh, therapists and you know people that talk to survivors and uh, give skills for you know, therapy and um, it was really like an expression of everything of this. My my goal was to create you know uh, the stage for what could this new human story look like? What could this new world that we could create look like? And, um, and I, you know, I felt like it was a huge success and, um, you know, and it was just, it was just beautiful. And people, and when we came back to the camp on, on Saturday night, you know, we had, we had music and we had celebration and, um, um you know, it was just, it was one where we gathered around the campfire. Right. How, how long was that whole process? when you guys were up there doing that restoration? Yeah. So we, um, it was one day. Uh, okay. We, yeah, it was one day. It was knocked uh, out. Oh, Cause you had, you had a hundred people. So that makes sense. Yeah. We had a hundred people and I was kind of like worried, like, you know, like we wouldn't have enough, you know, like even things for people to do, you know, um, up there, like, and, and but we ever, we were able to figure it out. And, and what it was great. Cause like, you know, people got to take chances to take a break and we had massage therapists there, you know, and like right. people break and like I'm a massage therapist, but, um, but yeah, but we created a model there, um, that weekend of what that, what this looks like. And for all these people in California that were part of the council, like that was the biggest thing for them was like, you know, they didn't know what it even looked like to have a camp. And so what I wanted to do was create a really, uh, a really low infrastructure, you know, low cost um, camp that we could, that people could see as doable, you know, that people could say, okay, I can, I can make this happen. You know, um, I mean, it probably only costs us about, you know, $10,000 for the, the, you know, the infrastructure for the camp. Uh, and the other 10,000 went into the, to the school, you know, into the action day. So that's roughly the budget. I mean, we definitely, you know, we definitely uh, did a lot of uh, pay it forward kind of work for some of the, the folks that were part of the organization, you know, a lot of volunteering was part of it, but um, you know, it was, it was really amazing. And, um, and then people learn, you know, we have the model now as people know how to build the composting toilets and do all the things. Um, and more than even the, the, the work that we did, the biggest takeaway for me was the day when we gathered on Sunday, when we went around a circle and shared together of what we experienced that weekend, um, every single person cried. And there was a guy there that um, was kind of like, you know, was raised around real type, you know, real hard type folks, you know, he was like kind of thugged out, you know, type of dude, like, you know, his girlfriend, like talked him into coming to the, camp and uh he said that he cried for the first time in front of other people and Whoa. he uh yeah That's you know awesome. you know and and he said he he never realized that it was okay to show those emotions and to you know and he sees these people around him that like were like they were not you know trying to get anything out of him and they weren't you know it was like we were all working hard right which shows strength you know, and we were, um, but we were also uh, allowing ourselves to be uh, open and emotional. And, you know, and so like for him it was a big, and to see this guy that you would never imagine to uh, 
to open up like that to, to, to tell us these things and, and to cry in front of you know hundred people like that, it was like this is the powerful thing. Yeah. This is what what is was a big part of the transformation. It was the community side of it and the, the village side of it, the whole thing. And um and it was just it it was my it was the best experience of my life, you know, and I was it, it was so That's amazing. So yeah. So yeah, now we're um, you know, so we, we did that and um, you know, and then uh, a big hiatus a little bit afterwards because I, I was working my butt off since the beginning of the fire and uh, needed a break. <clears throat> and so we are, were f- focused on, you know, um, really developing the uh, organization um, infrastructure. And, um, and you know, now we're, we went through the paperwork with the ecosystem restoration camps group. And we're all, all official now uh, with them. And um, we've been, you know, we made our plan, our overview, our vision uh, for the camps, you know, and we um, and now that model, the the mobile model that, you know, I described to you um, is now being adopted by ecosystem restoration camps as the world model. Um, and, you know, and actually, you know, will be used all over the place because they realize, like, even though we're in like disaster response and that's where it came from, is that this whole thing is sort of a disaster, right? right? You know, like we should be in a disaster response mode and we don't know what the next thing is going to come from this. And my whole, my whole goal for this, trying to like focus it down to something tangible was that, you know, I would create, I'm documenting what we're doing. And, and if I, if I could, if, the least thing that comes from this is that I could give another community something equivalent to a brochure or, you know, a pamphlet of mm. like, here's what you can do when there's That's this great. Kind of disaster or here's what you can do before, <laughs> hopefully that you have some sort of a disaster like this. And so, um, yeah, we created this new, uh, this new model, um, which is based in these, these hubs, you know, these, these restoration hubs, and uh, you know this this vision here um, is about uh, yeah these these hub models. We just submitted um, a budget for a half a million dollar restoration nursery to a group um, that might fund us completely um, for it, and uh, so it would be the hub would be um, uh, it's like a resource hub. It would have a big giant nursery. It would have a place where wood chips would be dropped off and chipper trucks in the area uh, is where we do composting, like my compost program here. Um, it's where we would house the mobile unit uh, for the camps. Uh, we would do trainings there um, and basically, you know, just help um, be like what, what I described it as is like a sustainable chamber of commerce hmm. um, for, for, for the local communities so that, you know, you have a project that wants to do similar things. Um, we're going to give you all the tools and resources that you need to make Amazing. that happen. And uh, that's where we're at. So, I mean, A, kudos to everything that you're doing, have done. I mean, you're such a blessing for the community, for the Ridge, but not only that, for, for Oroville. Um, I really hats off to everything you're doing. And I know that there's going to be people listening to this from around the world. And, um, you know, if they want to get in touch with you, 
you know, whether it's this project, or other project, why don't you just give people your websites um, and different ways that they can connect with you? Sure. Um, yeah, the best thing is uh, to go to campfirerestorationproject.org. Um, and, you know, you can email us at campfirerestorationproject at gmail.com. Um, and we are now list will be listed. I think, I think it goes officially public, um, in about a week, um, that will be on. So what, what this is, you know, 27. So by mid July, um, we will be, um, official on the ecosystem restoration camps website. Um, we're have an article is coming out. That's like going to launch it, um, on yes. Yes. Magazine uh, is doing an article, the guardian. Um, and we're, we're also getting, uh, uh, contact with BBC and a couple other big groups um, to to really announce this to the world um, what we're doing and um, and yeah and you can reach out through there we're setting up um, you know these coalitions um, so if you're more local if you're in the bioregion or in California and you have some sort of a skill set um, that you can contribute to the project. Um, we're looking for your uh, partnership and um, to come out here and, and help teach. Um, this is no, by no means can we as an organization, you know, like do all the things. So we're, we're heavily reliant on a coalition of people. And, um, and so that's what we're calling out. And in, in October, November, we, we haven't picked a date yet. We're going to have the next big camp action uh, weekend. Okay. It's going to be actually probably about two weeks this time. Um, and it's going to be circling around the Paradise Revival Festival, which is uh, being hosted by a really good friend of mine, Alan Myers, um, and another collaborator, uh, part of Rebuilding Paradise uh, group. And um, and so we're going to uh, most likely, it looks like we're going to be doing uh, the install of the Boys and Girls Club there in uh, Paradise. And we're also going to be having a, a big expo, um, if you will, of all these regenerative, um, sustainable design models um, for rebuilding and, and re restoring the land. So natural building models, um, you know, these homes that can be fire resistant, uh, that can be built out of local materials. We've got clay, we've got straw. Let's like, you know, we've got these things around this area. Let's, how do we use those um, to build a, a home that be uh, actually resilient against fire? Um, how can we build uh, earthworks that can uh, bank moisture and retain all the available rainfall that comes here and make our communities more uh, resilient and safe from fire? Um, you know, how can we uh, create fire, fire retardant um, windrows and breaks around our properties um how can we do you know gray water systems composting toilet systems that we model that work um, we're working with people that have internationally recognized models you know things that work around uh that, that have been accepted by many other places on the planet and we're working with the local um you know communities and and the county and and stuff on all this stuff as well and this is like a, this is a really good point that i i do have to say in this podcast is that <clears throat> a very unique thing about this situation is the county here, the unincorporated areas in Butte County um, have um, created this law, um, this, this ordinance called title 25 that allows um, to build a structure for 
dwelling without a permit. And um, it, it encourages in this, in, and they've given us five years um, in this, you know, in this sort of recovery uh, window. Period. You know, so, yeah, five years to build these alternative models. Um, and it actually says this in the writing of, of the ordinance, alternative sustainable design models. And um, what that means is that we have a first in California, a, a, a full-on green light to uh, implement natural building models to prove that they work. Um, and this is huge because yeah. the biggest things on this fire that, you know, that, that we lost here was, you know, the fact that we have all these buildings that are made with all these toxic materials. And if we can get, um, a new type of model here that's not only like you know better for safety but also cheaper to build and you know can be built by local people and we, we can train local people how to do it and create a whole new sort of um, you know uh, a Micro system economy, here yeah. yeah exactly for for this new model uh, and it's really cool. And the county supervisor, Bill Connolly, and um, the planning department, different people I've talked to, their thing is, hey, as long as people get along with their neighbors and they're being thoughtful and reasonable about the things that they're doing, you guys can do whatever you need to do up there. And so what that means is everything that we've wanted to do as far as alternative sustainable design systems and stuff like it, it, at least in the unincorporated areas i'm not talking about paradise proper right but in all the unincorporated areas we have a full green light to do this stuff and That's that amazing. is super exciting yeah um, and it's happening already we have people that came to our camp um that you know that have seen some of these things and they're actually doing this sherry butler is in concal um in probably one of the worst places uh degraded areas and she's um, she's getting funding right now to build a, a, a you know a cob home to uh, you know she's putting she already put in composting toilets uh, you know this is happening now and it's actually on its it's become its own wild thing you know like <laughs> which is yeah it has a mind of its own now that's awesome right regenerative model that's that's the regenerative model is to create something that will just go on and replicate itself. Well, and, uh, kudos to you because I know that you've planted a lot of those seeds and I know that there's a lot of other good people doing the work, but it sounds yeah. like, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the work that you've been able to spearhead and kind of uh, herd the cats of all the different, you know, people out there that want to do this and being able to bring them together is, is amazing. If people want to get in touch with you on, you know, just about your permaculture uh, website, can you say what that is again, just for everyone? Um, yes, well, <clears throat> treetoppermaculture.org uh, is our is is our permaculture uh, you know my, my permaculture site. Um, and primarily right now, um, what I'm doing is consultancy work um, through there. Um, and you know we do uh, a permaculture design course every year in January usually. Um, although I am uh, trying to raise funds this year so I can do a massive one um, and actually have. Um, you know, uh, a sort of a, uh, what do you, call it? you know, that we're going to sponsor people to take it. So we're hoping to, uh, you know, have some sort of a scholarship program. Okay. Um, so I can give a bunch of scholarships for um, campfire survivors uh, that want that would like to get this information. 
uh, we're also going to do like a crash course kind of deal. It's not going to be a full certification course, but we're going to do a crash course um, either in fall or, or in winter. I usually do winter because it's kind of the downtime, you know, uh, and one more time there. You broke up a little bit. Yeah. So I said, um, we're going to be doing another course either in fall or, or in winter. Um, and we do this because, um, you know, that's a, a downtime. So you have time to think about and plan, uh, what you want to do in spring. That makes sense. Uh, but fall, yeah, fall is the big go time, um, for here locally. And you can please check out our website, the Campfire Restoration Project. We just put out our summer resource guide um, that gives a, uh, a guide to people what to do now on their land. And this applies everywhere in California, really, like in, in any kind of a drought type area of California, um, you know, the kind of work to do and prepare for. But it's really about getting together with the community right now, building those networks, um, planning, um, you know, propagating plants and trees um, and then preparing for fall, which is the big go time, you know, which is all about water harvesting and, and doing all this sort of thing. So anyways, um, yeah, we, we really look forward to getting together with people and we invite as many folks out that want to all across the world um, for awesome. our big that's coming off in October. Um, we're looking at a site that should be able to hold up to 1500 people. Amazing. So, um, yeah, so we're going to, since it's going to be a longer uh, camp, you know, period, we feel like, well, let's just, let's bring it up a notch um, and we're, we're getting some major funding. So um, we, we should be able to do a lot more this time and, uh, you know, and, and bring a lot of people because this is the model. What we have, what's exclusive here is that, you know, uh, Paradise is unique because it's, um, I mean, the metaphor alone, right, you know, the, the name paradise, you know, is, is huge, but um, it's, it's a first world place. It's a place that, um, that where people that had things, you know, had things lost them. And why that's important is because a lot of Western type folks can relate to it um, and, and can see that and like feel that. And that's why we have a lot of people really paying attention to things here. It was a, require, a, a retirement community. It was like right. a peak a pinnacle of the American dream. You know what I mean? And, and it was lost. Why? Because we disconnected ourselves from nature. We could, we forgot that we are part of nature and we can't just sweep nature under the rug. We can't just, you know, uh, try to, you know, make our little town look pretty, you know, and, 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 and pretend like nature is not right there. This is right. a big wake up call. It's a big wake up call for the world. And I feel like we've been given this sort of position to um, to show what what are we going to do with it, you know? Amazing. What are we going to do with this? And so that's what I hope to do is is try to paint that picture. Well, once again, hey, I appreciate you so much for sharing your corner of the universe with all of us. And I'm, I'm definitely going to have to have you back on in a year or so, so we can kind of get an update because uh, I know that there's going to be a lot more to the story by then. So thank you once again for coming on. And I know that people will be reaching out to you not only for the next camp coming up, but about all your different products you got going on. So many thank blessings. You, thank you for doing what you do, brother. If you liked today's episode, you can find more information at mycorneruniverse.com and don't forget
forget to subscribe. Thank you.